Hello everyone, uh, just a quick note before you uh, get into this episode. This uh, was recorded uh, Thursday morning. Um, we did say some things, maybe with respect to uh, the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, that we uh, might want to take back. So uh, keep that in mind before we uh, get into this episode, but enjoy. Hello everyone, episode 8 of the Just Saying podcast. Uh, today we talk about a, a week 9 NFL recap. Uh, we give our uh, halfway through the season uh, season awards some power rankings on uh, gas station snacks, uh, burgers, and fries. And uh, then we do a little uh, NBA and uh, college basketball talk. Episode 8. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Just Saying Podcast. Today is November 11th, 2021. It's a Thursday, and we're in here getting our pot in. In the um, war room. In the war room. So just before we start, Jack and I just wanted to quickly mention, um, we did attend a game from this past week. We always want to mention those experiences that we did have. So we went to the ASU-USC game, which was actually a really good time. Let me preface. Right, uh, uh, near graduating senior, first full game attended. Which, huge stepping stone. It was... We got it in before you left. It was big. It was um, really big. Oh, should we talk about the guy in front of us? It wouldn't be a recap of the game if we yeah. didn't talk about that guy. Uh, so, there was an older man, I would estimate... 60-something? Early... Maybe, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Early 60s. Um, he was there with his wife. Clear alumni. Alum. However you say it. Uh, and this man was rowdy. Oh. Uh, First of all, it was the forkum for everything. So the third down was the fork for three for, for yeah. three bangs. Three goes, yeah. Uh, first down was a fork going in the direction of the first down. Uh, the touchdown was two forks up in the air. Uh, when uh, they held someone on third down, he put his fist up yeah. in the air for like, what? We counted like six seconds every time. Yeah. Uh, great environment, actually. So basically, he was just probably the most involved fan in the entire stadium. And we were sitting right in front of him, and it was awesome. It was pretty insane that the... The actual uh, like ticketing area where most of the parents were stayed full throughout the, most of the entire game. And the student section like cleared out in the third quarter. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it goes. I remember <laughs> even like going to games freshman year, like because I would go and sit in the student section and everything. And I mean, most kids just want to party and yeah, first half. Yeah, it's so it's like half a first half thing. thing. You get your pictures in. Yeah, for, if you're a girl and you kind of just dip after that. But I mean, game was fun. Uh, there was a coyote, or actually a fennec fox. Wow. That's what it was. That, that's the breed? Phoenix Fox, yeah. On the field, like right at the start, which was, that was pretty cool. Pretty rowdy. We saw it as we were walking down. It was running all over the place. The USC players were terrified of it. <laughs> yeah. They were all standing on the, uh, the benches. Yeah. Um, it finally got out of the stadium, and then uh, the game officially commenced. And um, I mean, we kind of put it to them a little bit, mostly in the second half, but. I can't wait to see Rashad White in the NFL. Rashad White is so good. Is it Rashad? Because it's spelled Rashad. It, I, it, I, I think it's pronounced Rashad. Yeah, because <laughs> it's yeah. it is R A R A C H A A D or yeah. something like that. Yeah, uh, but he's insane. He's good. awesome, and I've been saying that for because he came over to ASU from I think Sac State Community College. Wow. Um, which is we have a friend that also plays there, which is kind of funny, but. Uh, that's sick. And yeah, that's and, really cool. And uh, last year, I remember when we were playing all those a shortened season. I was like, dude, this kid's good. And he obviously didn't get the chance to really show it. And I think we played six games, but now like he's kind of just proving it again that he's that guy. 
They've been, I mean, ASU's been putting some running backs in the NFL. Albeit, mm-hmm. I mean, no one that's really cracked insane no success. Stuck. Yeah. But like, Balage, you know, Benjamin. DJ Foster. DJ Foster. Was Foster. He's been, he was on the Cardinals for a while. Yeah. He was uh, good in college. Practice squad a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but at any rate. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's just what we've been up to kind of the past week or so. Um, but now we're kind of transition into NFL straight off of college football. And we're going to hop straight into our week nine predictions, how that went. And then we're going to predict for this upcoming week 10. So just really quick, uh, Jack and I are now closer than we were before. I'm 81 for 120 in total. And Jack is 80 for 120. Wow. Um, Jack went a solid eight of 14 from this past week. And I went six of 14. So not too great. Uh, we're kind of sliding off yeah. of our early great predictions. We're so. a little washed. A little washed. But it's getting second late half. Season. Second that half that is season. true. We're when, a second when half you, team. When do you play the hardest? Second half. Um, so let's just hop straight into our week 10. Let's get into it. Ravens at Dolphins tonight. I got the Ravens. I mean, you kind of have to, right? Dolphins. You would think. But then the uh, the Jags go and beat the Bills. So, yeah, this so week, what do we know? So really quick, just before we start getting into this, I just wanted to mention this past week in the NFL was almost like a college week. It was like the teams you expected to win, like somehow lost, and it was it was very bizarre. It seemed like yeah, the the uh, the the sports book made a lot of money. Let's just say yeah, absolutely. The the public was was mighty wrong. Hundred percent. Next game: Bills at Jets. I mean, I I'm gonna say Bills, but like not not happily. I'm also with (laughs) you. Like I don't think the Jets will beat them. Hopefully, the Bills kind of can shake that one off. Um, Bucks at. The Washington football team. Once again, I'm going to say Bucks. A little scared to say it, but Bucks. I got Bucks. I'm not. <clears throat> I think they'll be all right. Coming off a bye. Uh, Falcons at Cowboys. The four and four Falcons. Hmm. The Cowboys just got embarrassed. Another weird game. Yeah. Uh, I got the Cowboys bouncing back. I'm also going Cowboys. I mean, we've probably picked every favorite thus far. It's a little sus. Saints at Titans. I'm just going to go Titans. I'm going to take the Saints. Okay, there you go. A little difference. Uh, Jags at Colts. I'm going to take the Colts, but I think that this could be a closer game than we expect, and I hope it's not because I have Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor on my fantasy team. (laughs) Uh, I'm also taking the Colts for this game. Uh, The 8-0 Lions at the Steelers. Did you say the 8-0 Lions? Or... Excuse me, <laughs> I might be dyslexic. Uh, the 0-8 Lions. They wish they were 8 now. Uh, wait, where are they playing? The Lions at Steelers? Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the Steelers, Avi. I'm going Steelers, too. I have not picked a team that's not favorited. That's a little worrisome. Uh, Browns at Pats, both 5-4. and four. Ooh. Kind of a crapshoot. With some running backs that may be out because of COVID for the Browns. The real question is... Uh... Does Mac take out another pass rusher? Miles yeah, Garrett? Dirty little guy, huh? Yeah. yeah. Patriots way. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. And he denied it. Um, wait, it's Browns at Patriots? Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Pats. Okay, I'll go Browns. I see Baker. Th- I see JC Jackson picking off Baker. Probably actually will happen. I'm not going to lie. Vikings at Chargers. Man, these are two bizarre teams. Uh, Vikings at Chargers, so it's basically a Vikings home game. Um, I'll take the Chargers. Mm, 
Dalvin Cook's still playing. I'll take the Vikings. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm I forgot about that. Chargers. Because I said last week that I'd pick them, and if they won, I'd stick with them. And nice. They won. Nice. I like that. Uh, Panthers at cards. You were just saying cards are shorthanded, probably, possibly again this Sunday. I'm going to take the cards still, but yeah, mm-hmm. shorthanded. Yeah, I'm not too worried about Sam Darnold. I'm going to go cards. He's out. He's out for oh. a while. Oh, that's right. It's PJ Walker at Cam Newton. Uh-huh. <laughs> Either way. Um, Eagles at. Broncos. I wish it was Sam Darnold, bro. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, wait, what is the game? Uh, Eagles at Broncos. This is going to be a tough game. I got Broncos. I'm going to go. I hope Jalen Hurts puts I'll, on a show. I'll defer and I'll go Eagles. I really hope Jalen Hurts puts on a show. But that Broncos defense is. They've been, they've been weird, though. They were good last week. For yeah, sure. they're hyped that Von Miller's gone. They don't got to pay for parties no more. No more Halloween parties to pay for. Uh, Seahawks at Packers. Russ is back. Give me the Seahawks. Rodgers is probably back as well. Give me the Seahawks. I'll go Pack. And I'm not going to be. I'm not going to root for him come game time, but... <laughs> Bet against him? Yeah. Uh, Chiefs at Raiders. I'll take the Chiefs. Wait, by the way, I got to read I'm going to go Raiders at home. I got to read you uh, in the Death Star. Pat Mahomes' stats against the Raiders. They're ridiculous. I'm sorry. Have they played already this season? No, I, don't th- I think they still play twice. Okay, okay. Uh, so Mahomes has played six games against the Raiders. He has 1,882 yards, 15 touchdowns, three interceptions. However... I would just like to point out this is a different Mahomes. This is a, this is a different Mahomes, but I just that's an ins- no, yeah, that's insane. Is, that's wild. But, okay, uh, and then the understand. last game is Rams at Niners. I just took the Rams just because Niners. I don't think are that great. Yeah, they are, but I think Shanahan's beat McVay four or five times in a row now. But didn't you also was it your brother that mentioned that Shanahan has the same record as Chip Kelly did? Yeah, I mean, I, I hate Shanahan. I'll, yeah. I'll remember to preface that. Like, uh-huh. I think he's a fraudulent man. Um, hate's a strong word. I'll take that back. Dis- severely dislike. Yeah, I strongly dislike yeah. Shanahan. Uh, it's tough not to take the Rams here. I'll go with the Rams. Yeah, you kind of have to. I thought about it, though. <laughs> Respectable. So now, so got those done. And... We were going to kind of, after this segment, we were just talking about coaches. We were going to transition to the coaching power rankings, but we talked about it before and it almost seemed kind of redundant just because we don't think our rankings personally didn't alter that much after this week. They pretty much stayed the same. I would say everything stayed the same and the leash was extended a little bit further on uh, Matt Nagy. But I, I somewhat disagree. Really? I think that... I think that uh, while the game was devastating, the way it, the way it all unfolded, they, they looked undisciplined, and, and also the refs also were just... The refs just had the fix in a little bit, but uh, I don't know. I mean, Fields, Fields is special. Fields looked awesome, especially, obviously, second half was a lot better than the first half for our offense. Um, I could probably talk for an hour about this game and the officiating and how we're, like just dumb it all was, but um, I think... Personally, I think Nagy's leash is even shorter because of that really poor play, like, especially with the penalties. Mm-hmm. Like, some of them were really bad calls and, like, didn't deserve to happen. But I think... There were some really bad, yeah. There were some really There bad were calls. some terrible calls. I mean, what was the differential? Like, 22 penalties to six or something like that? I think we had... 
I gotta actually look it up. I, I think it might have been like fourteen to like three. I think you guys had twenty penalties. I don't. I don't know if we we broke the twenty mark. I'm. I hope I'm not talking out of my. You know, but let me see. Yeah, just let's see. But uh, while you're looking that up, I just I think because there were so many penalty penalties, it just shows a lack of discipline, which starts yeah. at the coaching level. So I think that you know, but then Justin Fields kind of lengthens that rope for playing as well as he did. So maybe just like like we've been saying, maybe just didn't okay. move. You know, that's fair. I was wrong. Uh, but uh, I agree. I actually have not complimented Nagy once. I just think that Fields sh- showed the little sparkle, and naturally that extends the head coach's leash. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. I mean, he's had two back-to-back really good weeks for him um, throwing, and then also he did decent job of rushing this past week. So I was happy with him, especially to be that young and to lead a potential game-winning drive with the throws he was making in the second half. It was awesome to watch, and I was so hyped. But the, uh, they just couldn't get it done. Allen Robinson throw, Darnell Mooney throw, Jimmy and the Graham. Jimmy Graham throw were like that's those are some elite throws. Yeah, by, you, especially I, by a young quarterback. As a fan, you watch that and you just get excited because I I don't think I ever saw Mitch throw uh, I one mean, similar to that. The Jimmy Graham throw is probably throw six quarterbacks can make. You know what I mean? Yeah. That arm strength. Mm-hmm. The Allen Robinson throw and the Darnell Mooney touchdown are just like those are just brilliant plays. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Darnell Mooney was kind of just off the cusp, too. He likes rolling. For whatever reason, he always throws. He likes rolling to the left and throwing against his body, which is so yeah. weird. But, like, it's been working. Shout so. out to Allen Robinson for trying for that one play. That was big time. What are you talking about? Just effort. Oh, yeah, for actually. <laughs> you know what? I think I saw a next-gen stat that said he's, the re- like, the st- <laughs> a starting receiver in the NFL that generates the least amount of separation between him and cornerbacks. Is Allen Robinson? Yes. <laughs> which is actually ridiculous to say, like, but... Who knows what's going to happen? That's what I'm saying. The, the effort always just seems all around the place. Yeah, he, he just wants out, which yeah. is why I thought we should have traded him at the deadline, but whatever. Should we do our, uh, or you know? Are you talking about the started off hard segment? The. All right, LeBron going out. Ah! LeBron team started off hard. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, started off hard let's get into it. Well, we kind of just alluded to it. Obviously, I have to mention him. Um, Justin Fields, he was. For what it's worth, he was PFF's highest-rated quarterback from this past week as a rookie, which is awesome to see. That's, oh. I would I would actually post that everywhere. If yeah. I, <laughs> I had to refrain from doing so because we lost <laughs> in that fashion. But uh, he had one TD, one pick, so not like the greatest um, ratio there. His pick was kind of bogus. Cam Hayward like caught it off of our offensive lineman's face mask type. Thing. Yeah. It was weird. Um, but he had 291 yards rushing or throwing, which is. Uh, career high, and then I think 43 rushing. And again, as I mentioned, just a great flow to the second half. Was constantly hitting on his balls. Um, game seemed like it was slowing down for him after taking some early sacks from TJ Watt and company. So that's that's my starter for started off hard. I just loved watching it, just obviously being a Bears fan. Okay, I, I totally agree. That was an insane game to watch. Um, for me, I'm just going to go big three. And I'm gonna follow up with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna have some from my team, who I uh, hold near and dear. I'm gonna start with Colt McCoy. Uh, Insane game for the the Texan. Uh, 22, 26, 249 yards and a tud. Uh, coming in on a week's notice. Kyler Hurt leads the team. Uh, looked comfy. Mm-hmm. He, he looked very comfy. He looked like he belongs, uh, which doesn't surprise me at all. I, I saw him in uh, training camp over the summer. 
and once we lost with with Strebler the way we did last year and the the emphasis on it came became pretty apparent that Kyler needed a uh, serviceable backup uh, but also, I'm gonna jump off that, and I also have James Conner. I think he's just been, dude. Yeah, he's been on a tear this year. Yeah, uh, but he went 21 carries, 96 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. Also had five receptions, 77 yards, and a touchdown receiving. Um, he's a beast. Yeah, he smoked him. Yeah, he's he's a beast. Uh, it's pretty funny because the it's like Steelers fans thought he sucked. No, yeah, it, <laughs> it was a really fun game to watch because you knew like Conner was gonna get the ball and he's gonna make yeah. something happen. Like, yeah. Majority of times he did make something happen, so it was really fun to watch. I have one more, but you you may have him. So, do you have another one? I do, and mine is another running back. I just said Nick Chubb. Okay, he I, had 137 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, and like a 24 yard catch, which was like a toe tap, which was awesome to see too. I had Jonathan Taylor, 19 carries, 172 okay. yards, two tuds, uh, and a 78 yard run, which was insane. Right. Um, he's also on my fantasy team, so he's the best running back in the NFL right now, right? You could say. I think there is an argument there, especially with uh, King Henry being out for the rest of the season. So, yeah. um, a lot of running backs in this week started off hard. A lot of, a lot of good, a lot of good rushing stats. A lot of good runners of the ball. Yeah, which is, I mean, is the league going back to a rushing league? Are you getting away from the past? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, should we go into our halfway awards? Yeah. So, basically, Jack proposed the idea that since we are officially like halfway through the season, we should kind of give, like he just mentioned, halfway awards, so to speak, of the um, final NFL awards that they hand out at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, that being MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, and then Coach of the Year. So we're going to kind of go through those and see what we chose for each of those. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's kind of funky because now with the 17-game uh, season, halftime of Week 8, is the official halfway mark? Yeah, of, super uh, weird of the the season. So, I guess we should have just had the pot at halftime if we really wanted to On make Sunday. it. Sunday, yeah, yeah. Um, but should we just go? Which way do you want to go? Do you want to start with coach of the year and go up to MV? I, I mean, I put him in. Yeah, we can order. do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, Save best for last. Yeah, I got coach of the year. I got Cliff. I um, have the same, so I'm gonna let you talk about it. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't mean it to be just like a, a Cardinals uh, love fest, but I, I think what uh, Cliff has done is pretty special. I think particularly uh, a lot of people, whether it be maybe other coaches or more more so like uh, people that cover the NFL, really did not want Cliff to succeed. It was a highly criticized uh, fire. Um, right? I mean, he didn't have much success on a winning basis uh, in college, but just put up insane statistical numbers and had great quarterbacks. Um, so it, it really was like a criticized, uh, signing and he seemed to always get the shorthand, uh, short end of the stick his first two years. Like, I mean, compared to other young coaches, it, it seemed like it was always, uh, a little aggressive on that end. But at the same time, I agreed the way we ended last year was, uh, pretty abysmal. But with all that said, uh, I think Cliff has shown that he's not just this, like, air raid young guy who just wants to like run this college offense that has no shot of succeeding he's he's legitimately a real head coach who his players love and buy into and he's shown the ability to adapt as a coach which i think is very unique and, and i don't think a lot of other coaches have done um in the sense that like we don't run an air raid you know what i mean like it, it, people talk about this like traditional air raid um it became pretty apparent from his first season, and it, it was a personnel issue, that uh, 
that wasn't going to work. And we're, we're, we're kind of like a run heavy team. I mean, we, we were already top five in rushing yards, top eight in time of possession. Like we kind of just mow teams over and, and we just so happened to have a, a great uh, vertical passing offense also with some horizontal stuff, but that's my spiel on cliff. I just think that he's a very underrated, uh, uh, head coach still. And I think he's amazing. And I think you don't see many young head coaches come in, especially offensive minded and defer their first two first round picks to filling the defensive needs that they glaringly needed. No, oh, yeah. I think the reason I put him too is just cause I mean, usually these rankings for how they're actually, they actually end up. Usually it's kind of based on record too, especially yeah. from a team who's coming from eight and eight and now is eight and one. Mm-hmm halfway through the season so you already reached your last year's total win total or total wins so the Vegas projected wins was seven and a half yeah so I mean so we beat it in nine weeks he's got to be up yeah. there so yeah yeah I actually really just had a huge spiel about him I'm sorry no you're good you're, dude, you're good that. you're good you're good I I like that you're so passionate about it you know um, someday you're gonna you're gonna get the same thing with a young head coach well I thought I had it no you thought I had get, it 2018 you're gonna get the full I thought I had it um, so now I guess defensive rookie of the year, kind of hop into the player, uh, player portion of this. So I think we both had Michael Parsons. Uh, yeah. Um, just, I mean, his stats don't really, I don't think they really jump off the board at you when you look at him. I think he has 52 combined tackles or total tackles, 14 assists and then five sacks. Um, but just playing a position that he wasn't even drafted to play. Um, and he's, he's like a Swiss army knife. Yeah. Literally. You can plug and play. He, he could play anywhere, I'm convinced. He could be a three-down linebacker, run sideline to sideline, and, I mean, he's also just an insanely effective pass rusher. Yeah, super athletic. Put him on the edge. He can get to the quarterback. Put him in the middle. He can yeah. play linebacker for you. So It's unfortunate he's going to be the most hated player in America in, like, a year and a half. Yeah, just, it I mean, sucks. he's on, quote-unquote, America's team, so yeah. that's just kind of how it works out. Yeah, it just sucks. But he's awesome. Yeah, I, not I've, much. I honestly, like, I... I want to say someone else, but I think it would just be like a disservice to him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I no, think, I completely agree. I just think he's like clearly the, the most talented. Um, but that, that's all I got to say on it. Yeah. And that takes us into the offensive rookie of the year, which I'm sure we kind of doubled up on this player as well, Jamar Chase. Yeah. Don't think you can really. Um, I swear we did not tell each other. No, yeah. I don't think you can is... <laughs> go away from him because just looking at his statistics. I think he's the third leading receiver in the NFL this year behind only Cooper and Debo mm-hmm. Samuel. He's had a quiet couple weeks. The uh, past couple weeks have been more quiet. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think this past week, Joe Burrow had a really rough game, so that kind of affected that. Uh, he also really got locked up by, like, Greg Newsom. Dude, the, the Browns put one to him. Oh, yeah. That, that was a Browns response game. Absolutely. But, yeah, the, I mean, the Bengals, they were America's sweetheart. We, we were talking about them a bunch. Um, and they've kind of stalled right here for the past two games. Slowed uh, down. But, I mean, obviously, long long season to go. Another another half of the season. It just seems that uh, maybe attrition, you know, young coach still, for whatever reason. But Jamar Chase, is, I, I think, is the clear offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I mean, 44 receptions, 835 yards, average of 19 yards a reception. It's ridiculous. Uh, with a long of 82 and seven touchdowns. So, I mean, as a rookie, especially such a criticized pick, um, kind of skipping over Penny Sewell and taking him. I'm so stupid. It's worked out. Yeah. I mean, everyone is. No yeah. one thought it would work out, but it, it, it really has for them. So that's that's pretty awesome to see. Yeah. Um, how about your overall defensive player of the year ranking? 
this one's tough. Um, I don't, I wasn't thrilled to do it, uh, but Miles Garrett, I would say, is probably the defensive okay. player of the year right now. Um, okay. What, 12 sacks? He's uh, got, yeah, I think, I, I yeah, 12 sacks. Um, I mean, he's he's just a monster. You see some of those those uh, little clips that people will put on Twitter. It seems like he just air bends himself past the yeah, line of scrimmage. Uh-huh. He moves way too fast for how big he is. I, I don't need to like explain it if you've seen him play. He's he's ridiculous. I wish he wasn't so good at on the Browns. Gets drug tested every time he takes his shirt off. Yeah. It's just kind of how how massive he is. Yeah. But actually, I deferred on this one, so I had a different player. I. I mean, maybe it's just recency bias because I just saw him play, but I put TJ Watt. I, I, 11 and a half sacks. Pretty pretty close. He's unreal. And that, that uh, that what, final quarter and a half, he played some really insane football. He was, like, wrecking havoc on the, the O-line. The players. one that was shocking was when Justin Fields did that, that uh, play-action pass and kind of bootlegged to the right, and by the time he turned his head, did you see uh, TJ Watt was already sacking him? I don't know if I remember that one, dude. It was so quick. Like, Jeffries had no time to even turn around to throw the ball. But I do remember the. It might have been for the better, but when uh, Fields tried to throw the little out route with like six seconds left to get another five yards for the field goal, and TJ Watt just smacked it right down. Yeah. His, I mean, that's the Watt thing. Their hands just rise out of the line out of nowhere and smack the ball. Yeah, and Um, also I'd just like to mention, just because I'm still salty about it, he was offsides uh, on our game-winning, potential game-winning field goal then, so I just would like to say that, just that, because I'm still annoyed. A little, little salty, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Um, I also, I so I actually had, um, uh, where, where did I have it? I had a little list, and I had uh, Marcus Golden 1, and I had mm. TJ Watt 2, and then 3, I had a, a little sneaky candidate who... I don't think we'll get the recognition, obviously, but uh, Marcus Golden this season for the Cardinals. Uh, let me just say, nine sacks, which is third in the NFL, four for four uh, forced fumbles, which is tied first as of uh, two days ago, and uh, tied first in fumble recoveries. Also, I don't know if uh, that changed as of this your guys's game, uh, but pretty awesome for Marcus Golden, the, the junkyard dog who's also on like a two-year like six million dollar deal yeah he was uh he was getting there in your game on Sunday he what do you have three sacks yep yeah that again him and Connor both really fun to watch like I know they kept showing Golden on the TV just because he's, he, he's insane yeah he goes so nuts and he was filling in so well because wasn't he playing for wasn't he filling in for um JJ Watt or no well so how it typically is is we have uh we have Zach Allen and J.J. Watt rushing opposite sides, and then Jordan Phillips is our uh, D-tackle, but when he was out, J.J. was playing a little more inside, and then we would have Marcus Golden Chandler rushing off the edge. Gotcha. Realistically, we have, like, four edge rushers, uh, Marcus Golden, Chandler Jones, uh, Devon Kennard, and Isaiah Simmons at times, who all kind of, like, jump around mm-hmm. uh, playing, like, stand-up edge rush. Gotcha. But, Yeah. Pretty effective. Mark Golden's the man. <laughs> Offensive player of the, uh, of the year. Um, I think we might have the same guy. I don't know. Let's hear it. I have Cooper Cup. I have Cooper Cup as well. Yeah. I don't think it needs much explaining. Um, I mean, we can yeah. kind of just quickly <laughs> look at his stats just to kind of explain. I don't, like, we've you, talked about him so much on this yeah. podcast. It's kind of insane. But it's for a good reason. Like, 74 yards, 1,019 yards total. 13.8 per reception, um, 10 touchdowns. So, 
I mean, did you see that report that uh, his dad's in a fantasy league with a bunch of buddies and they used to always let him get Cooper Cup and now they won't let him anymore? Yeah, after the season, they're like, oh, okay, you gotta, <laughs> you, we used to let you get him for free, but now I wonder how his team must be insane if they, they were mean, just letting him get in. I wonder who like his. He's other, the best fantasy player in the, in the league. Yeah, and they're just handing him to him. That's funny. Crazy. Um, and I guess MVP, the drum roll. I know who yours is going to be though. Do you have a different one? Barely. Yeah. Who is it? So I edged Kyler for Lamar just because this, again, I said this pretty recently, I have the same maybe some recency bias because Kyler was hurt this past week. He might be hurt this week. Lamar has been playing through. I think their statistics are pretty similar. I think had Kyler played this last week, um, and obviously his health isn't like his fault. Like mm-hmm. I'm not blaming him for getting hurt, but I think I would have chosen Kyler outright had he played this past week. Uh, funny enough, I actually had Lamar and then Kyler. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, I think Lamar, I mean, he's, I think he's sixth in the NFL in rushing yards uh, with like 600, and he's also just becoming, I mean, he's he's become a, a good pocket passer, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like that used to be his big knock is that like he, he's not going to be accurate to throwing the ball down the field, especially staying inside. But I mean, they had they had a flop of a game. Who? What was the game where they really stunk it up um, against the Bengals? Yeah, the Bengals. Uh, yeah. But other than that, like he's really impressed me. I just think that for that team to be what are they six and two? They had their bye, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's very impressive, and and I think also like the thing with with Kyler, like you know, I think he's right below him. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they are six and two. Yeah. Uh, I think I think he's right below him. But like you said, I think you know he missed the game, and then Colt McCoy comes in, and they just storm right through the Niners. So I I think it goes to show you that the Cardinals actually you know have a, a good roster, a, right. a really good surrounding roster. So I, that's that kind of also gave me the edge to uh to Lamar. Yeah, Ravens have some missing pieces, running backs, uh, defensive backs. So mm-hmm. I I completely get where you're coming from. I also expect Lamar to have a huge game tonight. Against I do the too. Dolphins. I do too. Actually, wait. Let me let me ask you this because I was uh, talking with this with uh, Sammy and Carl the other night. Uh, what do you think of like in terms of would you rather have? Uh, let's just say, who's your favorite player in the Bears right now besides Justin Fields? Um, dude, I don't know. It's kind of tough. Probably Khalil Mack. Okay. Would you rather, and just in general, apply this to any favorite player? Would you rather? meet Khalil Mack, dap him up, and take a picture with him? Or have Khalil Mack, like, send you a signed jersey, like, to Sam? Ooh. Oh, that's rough. That's a tough one, actually. Because then, so you have the proof of the picture, You like, you could, I mean... Him. And, and it's the experience. Right, yeah. And not that it matters, but, like, oh, you can post it. We're in the social media yeah. age. But, like, so you have that. You can show all your friends, which is super cool. Or you get a jersey where he writes your name. And that's, like, I guess technically more valuable it's, it's just really personal you know right. what i mean it's yeah it, it's as if he knows who you are or it's intended oh. for you dude that's actually a really tough question i'd probably i'd probably go for the picture just so i could meet okay. him in person so that it's funny you say that because uh sammy pretty much said that he would have to go picture and meet over jersey every in every situation and like there was a couple where i started to think about it like I mean, like specifically, like, like Michael Jordan. Like, I would, I would obviously choose to meet Michael Jordan and take a picture right. with Michael Jordan, uh-huh. even though like a signed jersey by Michael Jordan would be ridiculous. So valuable. But yeah. it's just like you got to meet Michael Jordan if yeah. you can. But at the same time, 
like having like a Kevin Durant signed jersey to you would just be so cool. So cool. Yeah. No, I, I definitely see how it's so tough. Like that is a really tough argument. But I think like like you were just saying, like I'm a huge LeBron fan. If I had the opportunity to meet LeBron or gonna sign a jersey by him, hundred percent gonna meet him. Yeah, you're gonna dap him up and yeah. take a picture. Yeah. yeah, you kinda have to. So that's that's where my head's at. So you kind of agree though, for the most part? I think I do, but at the same time, like I don't know. There's okay. there's a couple things where it's like if if let's just say you're however old and you you have like your your war room quote unquote where you watch your football and mm-hmm. you, you just have like a Devin Hester like two Jack signed jersey like up on like your wall and then you have like a Pey- like a Peyton Manning jersey signed by him to you like some, just some ridiculous player like that's insane. And then people come into your war room they're like. Whoa! Yeah, you, you know these guys. It's but it yeah. would just be something insane to have on your wall. It definitely would be. Yeah, that's a that's a very interesting question. Hmm, that's that's a tough one. I like that question. Actually. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, that's pretty much all of our NFL content for today. I I did want to just note one thing. Hmm. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. I don't. We did talk. Did we talk about his COVID stuff? We did last time, and then we talked about Jordan Love. We had some predictions. That's right. You were the closest out of all of us. I think I said what one ninety. You had a, I think you had 195 yards, and I think he had 190. Yeah. So. so you were close. And you had 20 completions, and he had 19, but and he also had like 30-something. He threw for a lot times. more, yeah. But I, I did. I also think I did get the pick-touchdown ratio correct Yeah, you did. Well. Yeah. Um, but He didn't look that good. No, he didn't. And they didn't, it it's was rough. very obvious they didn't have confidence in him. Rough for the backers. Yeah, which great for me. But um, just want to man- mention Aaron Rodgers was simply fined. Um over his whole scandal that's been going on, and I think wasn't he fined less than somebody that for an untucked jersey? For yeah, for yeah. like, come on, dude! Like, there's just so much. I, okay, well, I'm saying this as a Bears fan. There's it so is much ridiculous. Packers bias. I feel like from um, the NFL, and I, I, I just feel like the NFL hates the Bears. But no, I actually think it is a little ridiculous. It, yeah, but it, it was pretty awesome that uh, that he said that he takes his uh, his medical advice from Joe Rogan. That was, that was an all-time quote. That's so dumb. He's dumb. That's yeah. like, you just don't say that out loud yeah. on an interview. Pretty good. Pretty good stuff. <laughs> yeah, great great content. The, the world's a funny place. Yeah, but not for him. Um, so, really quickly, you we talked about this last time. We want to kind of introduce some new segments into our conversations. Mm-hmm. One of the ones that you suggested last week when we were talking about it was French fries and burger power rankings. Oh. So we can pick only french fries, we can pick burgers, we can do a combo of both. What do you think we should do? Top three. We can do both. Okay. Are we doing fast food burgers? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, you, do you have something in mind? I gotta probably situate my own. So, I mean, I think... I think I have. Well, in, in the rankings, are we doing a combo of both and that equals the best? Or are we doing... No, I'm gonna do... Top three burgers, top three fries. Okay, okay. So I think I'll just give my number one burger. I think it's Five Guys. I have. I'm just gonna go all three. Uh, okay. I got Five Guys one. Uh, I have uh, In and Out two. Or no, I'm sorry. Wait. Five Guys one. In and Out two. Yeah. And Wendy's three. Sneaky, really, Wendy's. Sneaky, very good burger. Okay. Sneaky. Um, sneaky. I'm trying to think of my third. I ha- I definitely have Five Guys one. In and Out two. I think those two are the best. I honestly, I don't even know if I've had a, a steak and shake or a Shake Shack 
in I, my life. I can't. I, I think I have. I can't remember the burger though, so it must have not been that remarkable. Not worthy of the power rank. Um. So I guess my third. Maybe. Oh, do you know who has a good burger, but like kind of very, very low key? Del Taco. I was just gonna say Del Taco. Del Taco. Burger. Del Taco's burger is my four. So I'll put Del Taco at three. Just throw it in there. Del Taco is uh is very good. Um. All right. Give me your. Give me your fries. Ooh. Let me think about this one. Um. I think I have to have. Uh, you know, I really do like McDonald's fries, but. Five Guys has some crazy Ooh, fries. The yeah. Cajun fries are insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wendy's has some crazy fries. Uh, Jack in the Box curly fries are insane. I don't know. This is this is a tough one. Do you have do you have something in mind? Yeah. So I'm just gonna go. I think Five Guys fries are just like the best. Plus they give you like a pound of them to eat. They just they literally dump the whole thing. Which like, they should because you pay like a thousand and a half dollars yeah. for the meal but five five guys is expensive um fries are really good and like you mentioned you can also get cajun which is always a nice way to spice it up mm. literally um my second would be mcdonald's i just think they're really thin they taste really good they're always very consistent um and then my third i know a lot of people aren't fans of this restaurant but my dad gets it all the time and the fries are really good there arby's curly fries Arby's I haven't curly, had those in a long time. They're really good. Yeah. Really, really good. That's probably the best thing on that menu. Um, so that those are my top three. So Five Guys, McDonald's, and Arby's. I actually, uh, Arby's fries are really good. I actually have had those. Mm-hmm. But I haven't had them in a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd probably go Five Guys, Cajun fries, one. Um, McDonald's fries, two, out of respect. But it depends. Because sometimes the McDonald's fries are like, soggy or they're way too salty mm-hmm. um there, there's like a fine ratio you know what i yeah, mean I completely it's, like, it's like a baker's touch yeah um i'm trying to think and some of those bakers and mcdonald's are not caring <laughs> how those fries taste uh wendy's fries are really good wendy's fries are good they are really good i might have to put wendy's fries over mcdonald's fries that's fair i might have to go five guys wendy's mcdonald's that's fair i just would like to mention too if we were just doing like a restaurant mm-hmm Red Robin steak fries. Bottomless. So good. Yeah, they're ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, so I think those are pretty solid top threes in both categories for us. I mean, I know a lot of people would probably get mad at me for saying that Steak and Shake isn't in there or like Shake Shack. I, like, I, see, just, I just don't see that. I just have never, yeah, I don't you see, know. I don't see it as that, as, like that. Or like, I guess you have that fan base that's like, what is it? Uh, the Texas chain. It's basically yeah, Whataburger. Gross. There's some gross. Huge fans of that, Wait. but most of them are only from Texas. Uh, In and Out, sneaky fraudulent fries. I think they're good, but they're just kind of like a, a lot of people describe the texture as like cardboardy. Yeah, they're just like bland. Really airy. Yeah, they're just like like almost like stale. Yeah, 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 yeah. I completely get where you're coming from. I don't think they taste bad necessarily, but they're just like not the texture you're looking yeah. for. Animal fries though. Oh, Spice, yeah, yeah. Spices it up. Yeah, you get the, the spread on top. Absolutely. Um, yeah, with that being said, though. Wait. Uh-oh. Candy bar power rankings. Or oh. candy. How about this? How about this? You're driving to, a gas to Idaho. You're driving to Idaho. By the way, this man drives like 20 hours in one ride. I don't it, know how you do this. Yeah, so we have a, a place up in Idaho, basically at the very tippy top. And from Vegas, it takes, I think. Wait, what's the address? Yeah, yeah, let me just give you guys, I'll give you guys exact location so you can pull up. Uh, no, but it's, it's like, 
I think it's like 18 or 17 and a half hours straight, not counting the time that you're stopping to gas up or get food. It's ridiculous. But not too bad. Let's just say, let's shorten it a little. Um, driving to LA from Vegas or from here uh-huh. or whatever, whatever that your listener is a five hour or six hour road trip is. And you go to a, a gas station to get a quick snack. What is it? Top three. Okay. So usually I, I like this question because it's kind of tough because obviously there's a lot of yeah. variety. So usually it doesn't have to be candy. I said candy at first, but let's just go gas station. Now. No, I got you. So I will say I'm a huge fan of Twix. Like, that's my favorite candy bar. It's been my favorite candy bar since I was a kid. Number one. Um, I don't think I usually would get a Twix at a gas station. Um, I would get a candy bar. I think it'd be a Snickers. I like the peanut or whatever, almond, whatever's in it, um, mm. kind of for that extra, I guess, protein. The extra crunch. Yeah. So, I think it's a little bit more, <laughs> this sounds weird, but a little bit more savory. Yeah. Which I kind of like a little better for those longer rides. Um, but that's not saying that it's my favorite candy bar. Twix is my favorite candy bar and it always will be just making that just clear. Clarify. Yeah. Um, also, I don't know if you knew, this is kind of just a tangent. There is a difference between, uh, left and right Twixes. Really? Yeah. Like, a, I think one has more caramel, one has more wafer or something like that, which not a lot of people know that that's an actual thing, even though they thought it was just like a marketing tactic. Now you know. Now you know. Anyways, um... So basically, so I'd probably grab a Snickers. I'm always getting, every single time, no matter what, getting a, uh, I don't know, I think it's called Cool Blue, or maybe it's not called Cool Blue, but a Gatorade with the Twist Cap. Yeah. Twist Cap, those are prime for drives. Always have gotten them. You know what those Gatorades remind me of? Is just being sick as a kid. My mom would always get me like a a Twist Off Gatorade to drink. No, I completely agree. Random. Yeah. Well, it's just that nostalgia. Yeah. But, so can you not drink them because you were sick when you'd had them? No, no. Like, I love oh, okay. them. But continue. That's a okay. uh, So I get a Snickers and then a Blue Gatorade. I'm not sure what the name is with the twist cap. And then usually I'd go for a chip. Um, and that chip would probably be Spicy Sweet Chili Dorito, which is the purple bag. Those are so good. Those, those are my insane. favorite. Those are probably my favorite uh, chip. So that's that's my top three. I like those. That's actually a really good good uh, top three. Big three. You get some sweets. Yeah. Uh, it's a Miami spicy. big three. Yeah. Um, for me, probably the dill pickle sunflower seeds, number one. Okay. Those are insane. See, I like, I like sunflower seeds. I'm not very, um, good at cracking them open and like, I'm, yeah, I'm not like, I'm not very good at it either, but uh-huh. it's just something to do when you drive. Right. Yeah. Cause I get very bored driving. I got you. Personally. Um, Two, same thing. Twix is my favorite candy bar, but for some reason, on a road trip, I always get a Crunch Bar. Okay. Crunch Bars are good. Just for, for whatever reason. Uh-huh. And then the to top it off, number three has to be the Arnold Palmer. Mm, okay. The canned Arnold Palmer. Gotcha. Essential for a road trip. I don't trip. even know if I've ever had one before. Essential. Trust me, it's, it's top shelf drink. Yeah. I, I mean, again, I don't think you can really go wrong with like sunflower seeds are really good usually when i get them i love to just like like get the seasoning off of them and yeah. I'll spit them out usually like just because i'm so inadequate at getting the seed out um and then what was oh the crunch bar yeah crunch bar is super underrated very underrated. super underrated i used to love those growing yeah, up i haven't I, had one in a while i get very very excited 
whenever I see those or whenever I just have like just so happen to have one. I don't really like go out of my way to buy candy. Right. Much, yeah, but. neither do I. I also just really quick before we transition, have you ever had a hundred grand bar? I don't think so. Or like a take five bar? No. Both of those very underrated in my opinion. The hundred grand is like a Snickers mixed with a crunch bar. Pretty good. I'm and then try that. the uh take five, I think is a Reese's thing. It's like Reese's and inside it's like pretzel and caramel. Really good. My mom loves them. Really like good. That. You'll have to try it. I like that. Uh side note, uh just you just made me think of it. Um I was talking to my I was talking to my mom like last week and we were talking about Halloween. Uh our house got zero trick-or-treaters mine we live on a cul-de-sac so you you yeah. do as well so we get no trick-or-treaters a solid zero but uh i asked my mom or my mom said that they even bought bought candy like preparing to have kids come by so they just have bags of candy and i was like oh like what'd you get mom was like almond joy i was like mom <laughs> i love almond joy okay there is no way a kid under the age of 13 is eating Almond Joy. No, yeah. There's everyone's, just no shot. Everyone's giving those Almond Joys to their parents when they get home. Yeah. or just not taking them to begin with. Yeah. I was like, Mom, come on. You can't do that. I was like, no wonder they're not going to do They're avoiding your house on yeah. purpose. Like, say you have, like, the king-size candy bars. Like, something oh, like yeah. that. Like, Those houses are awesome. Those As are the best. Kid, yeah, yeah. yeah, you find the people that are handing out, like, those huge Hershey's bars. And you're like, all right. Yeah. Gotta so, remember to come back. Sorry, Mom. You're going to have to... Uh, get better in the, in the candy department <laughs> gotta, gotta improve there but uh should we talk some some hoops let's talk some quick hoops i mean so just very quickly before we start college basketball started what two days ago at this point yep uh the games that kicked us off were duke kentucky which was 9v10 um and then it was who played in madison square garden before was uh, it, uh, it was michigan state oh yeah michigan state played uh uh oh my man. gosh hold on you're so unprepared. Why? I watched the game too. Like, I did. I did as well. It was so <laughs> embarrassing. Oh, Kansas. Kansas. They lost to right, Kansas. Yeah. Kansas. Kansas looked nice. It was weird seeing Remy Martin and oh, the Kansas. Oh my gosh! Jersey. So if you guys don't know Remy Martin, tenured Sun Devil, four years at the school, really good. Probably averaged like I guess like twenty points for us, maybe um, his past couple years at least. Uh, he's not an NBA guard, though. Not an M- I don't think, but I think he's a great college guard. I think that's why he moved yeah, to Kansas yeah. to try to get those looks for the NBA. Exactly. But I, I kind of agree. I don't think he'd stick in the NBA. He's not big enough. He's quick, but I just don't think he has those tangible skills. Exactly, and he's kind of like the. He, he he seems like the guy. I mean, I don't. I didn't watch a lot of ASU basketball, but whenever I would tune in, you just never knew what you were going to get from him that night. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It could it could be thirty five, and he's quite literally untouchable. Or, like, it, it seems like he's out of flow. You know what I mean? Yeah, his jump shot isn't the most fluid, so sometimes when it wasn't hitting, it was coming off really hard. But that yeah. ASU uh, basketball team was really weird last year. They just underperformed so much for the talent that was there. Well, I think what happened, too, is I kind of stopped following it once they lost, like, a certain number of games. Yeah. Which, like, I guess that doesn't really make me a true fan. But, um, I mean... What had happened is I think Marcus Bagley got hurt early. I think he got hurt in the first or second game. And then I think eventually Josh Christopher also got hurt. And then those are like your two guys, right? Yeah. So, like, who do you go to? It's like Remy had to really pick it up. Christopher was weird, though. Chris, Christopher had his moments. And I'm happy for him that he's in the NBA. It was really odd that he got drafted in the first round. It, well, that was weird. That was a sneaky yeah. That was a sneaky pick. Uh, but also, he was the kind of guy coming out of high school. It was like, this is a first-round NBA pick. Well, yeah, I think he was the 10th-ranked player yeah. in the whole class. So, that's insane. And, like... Ridiculous that ASU got him. <laughs> yeah, the whole ASU team is comprised of, I think, 
I think there's only three returners or something wild like that. It's almost like a whole Lakers vibe, just like yeah. whole new team. So it should be interesting to see how they all mesh. I know it's probably going to take some time, similar to the Lakers, to kind of build that chemistry in game situations. Um, but also, like, I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel like college sports is almost kind of weird being a senior in college, especially just because you're old. I, mean, I think we talked about this, but just being older than all the kids. And, like, just, I don't know, it's kind of harder to get into, I think, just knowing that you're that age as well. I think also, I think there's two things I think about it. Uh, I think that, for me, I've just always been, like, my dad loves, my dad's sport is the NFL. So, like, as a kid, I always watched the NFL. Um, And so, I've just kind of inherently grew up loving the NFL. And so, naturally, the NFL was just always the the league to me Mm -hmm. when you compare it to, like, it's like, and it was the same way for NBA. Like, NBA was the thing for me over college basketball. I wasn't watching, like, you know, like, I I mean, I did go to UNLV games as a kid and stuff. But, like, I wasn't, like, tuning into, like, a college basketball team. I was watching Kobe Bryant, you know, when I was, like, eight years old. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So, I always just have loved professional sports. And I think also that it's like I think we have a little bit of the the bias being from Vegas and then also now being at ASU. Like if if we were born in Tuscaloosa, oh, our we, lives would be totally different. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean. Or if yeah. we're if we were born in near Ole Miss or we're born in Tallahassee or wherever the like all the, like Florida State or University mm-hmm. of Florida, like those people just rally around those colleges. And I don't think it's really a West Coast thing. Yeah, football, especially football, so much bigger in the South. I think yeah. basketball is bigger on both coasts. Like, uh, it's, like it's school. It's by school. And then, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, you have, like, your UCLA's, yeah. the Blue Blood out here, um, Kentucky Duke on the East Coast. But, like, yeah, I completely agree. I think, well, obviously, being in Vegas, we hadn't gotten pro sports till 2017 mm-hmm. when it was a hockey team first thing. So, we didn't really have, like, a huge culture of, like, really rallying around those teams and now that's starting to build it's starting to grow a little bit so that's kind of cool to see but uh in in terms of college UNLV had their moments when we were younger they were good but then once we got into like high school they started to be like really bad they were re- yeah they got really bad when we were kids they were like top 25 like, yeah they were always a year, always year good and it was always fun to go to those camps as a kid and meet the players and um you know, just watch those matchups. I remember my dad used to take me to the uh, Mountain West tourney games. He'd take me out of elementary school and we'd go mm-hmm. watch them all day. And, you know, we, we, when we were in, like, elementary, middle school, we got to see, like, Jimmer versus Kawhi, like, BYU versus uh, San Diego State, or, like, Kawhi versus Paul George, yep. which is San Diego State versus Fresno. And then you had UNLV, which didn't really have, like, a standout guy, but they all were, like, really gritty, shifty, like, the chemistry was good between those guys. And so they yeah, were always yeah. in there. It was always fun to watch. And so was New Mexico for some reason. Yep. That was always a weird team. But, um, yeah, those were always fun. But, that, yeah, that's just kind of my spiel on college sports. Kind of just, you know, we never I, really had that. I think when you watch, like, a, when you tune in, like, a, on a college football uh, Saturday and they tune into a, a Tennessee game at 2 p.m., and you just see like a hundred thousand people in orange faces painted. Yeah, like you just re- like if if you're from there, that's your life. Oh yeah, you know what I mean absolutely. Yeah. So like, what are you what are you doing if you're not going to the yeah, game on Saturday? Exactly. Yeah. So I just think that's a little bit of a, a geographical thing. Mm-hmm. But um, just back to college basketball. I mean, Duke looked as I, I'll let you talk about it. But Duke looked good. I I thought Duke looked really good. I thought that. They, I mean, they looked really fun. They were really fun to watch. I don't know why I said that. Uh, they were really fun to watch. I liked them a lot. I haven't watched much college basketball at all. All I really saw was Kansas, uh, Duke, and then 
a little bit of Memphis and then kind of just the highlights of Chet versus Dixie State. Yeah, Gonzaga. Uh, but uh, I mean, that Duke looked really fun. Maybe it's it's the uh, the championship run in Coach K's last year. Yeah, who knows? Um, it's been a minute. They look good. I think I said they look really fun three times. Yeah, hey, really fun. They must have been really fun. Then. Yeah, people got to take your word for it. I don't, I don't know what else to describe. I don't know anyone on the team. See, I just don't follow. See, yeah, that's the thing, too. I think once you get out of high school, especially, like, you're aware of the people that are your age playing. Yeah. But then, like, all these kids that are playing at Duke are, like, freshmen. Yeah, I just so don't. you don't know. But, um, no, yeah, I totally agree with you. I think Duke looked really good. They played pretty well. Early it was rough, but then they kind of brought it together and ended up rallying and winning. Uh, Kansas looked really strong. Had some good freshmen playing. They did. Um, and then, to your point, Amani Bates on Memphis had himself a game for his first college game, so that was awesome to see. I think he was like the third or fourth ranked recruit coming out of the, his class this past year. And then um, Chet, the unicorn, the, the uni, he uh, he put on a show too. So I think a lot of like I guess you consider some of those teams blue bloods. I don't really know if Gonzaga falls into that category, but they've been in the conversation for like past ten years. So I think a lot of those teams are going to have some great play out of their freshmen and uh, maybe even returning sophomore players. So those young guys just really making an impact, which is kind of a new trend too in college sports is the younger guys are more prepared nowadays. I agree. Also, I did see uh, Navy beat Virginia on Tuesday. Dude. That was pretty funny. Was Virginia ranked? Uh, 25. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, so they were right on the cusp. But it, it was a bad game. It was a really bad game. And I had, I had knew nothing, but uh, – Sammy somehow bet Navy. I don't know how he got that bet. He just I, had the insight. I, I don't know. He, he told me he trading. read something and, and, and he bet Navy. And he just said that Navy plays the most disgusting brand of basketball, extremely slow. And like, kind of what Virginia does throws, too. Throws people off, yeah. And the game was so ugly. But at any rate. So now some NBA talk, just really quick before we wrap wrap it up. Yeah, let's, let's, let's do it. So, I mean, most recently, last night, the Lakers played... The, Heat. the Miami Heat, who that was a good game. we decided are one of the best teams in the East. Um, I agree. Jimmy Butler got knocked out of the second half with like an ankle sprain, I believe. Uh, LeBron was out. I mean, they, I mean, the Lakers have like five guys that are just like can't yeah. play right now. So some injuries on both sides. I'm not letting that take away from the game. And the Lakers ended up winning an OT. Um, spread the ball around pretty well. That was a really fun game to watch. Malik Monk. He played a game. 27, yeah. Did, at some point, he was just throwing the ball up. Did oh, you see yeah. that one where he was driving left and just like threw up the floater? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he, he just had it going, so he just had to take those heat checks. But um, it was a fun game to watch. Yeah, I would say a couple thoughts. Uh, fourth quarter, Russ got cooking. Uh, we were kind of, we were talking about it before we had started recording. Um, the mid-range became unstoppable mm-hmm. down the stretch in the fourth quarter. That's where he should be. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. His, his When he does that slow dribble pull-up and then just goes right into it at the elbow, it's it's pretty... It's pretty nice. That's his most effective shot, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, he looked really nice. There was some lapses mentally with the turnovers that we were talking about. And then also, like, I mean, when I like the fact that he had the ball in his hand to win because he was very confident and he was playing hot. But you got P.J. Tucker on you. You're Russell Westbrook. Like, drive to the rack. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, don't, don't take a three. Yeah. Don't settle for a three. I mean, you would, if you're, yeah. If you're gonna settle for a three, you might as well swing it over to Melo. Yeah, exactly. Or, or Malik Monk. Did you see Melo the whole time? Dude, he was he was posted <laughs> hands up, just waiting. That guy kills me. Yeah. He's the funniest dude. That was uh, awesome. But yeah, uh, AD almost got the tip in though on that three. That was yeah, he did. That was close. But I think this that showed me that there's a lot of there's some resiliency with this Lakers team, and I don't think that uh, I don't think they're anywhere near their. Uh, 
what should I say, their apex of, yeah, of, of abilities. They're not to full power yet, for sure. And like I, like I just mentioned, and we mentioned the past couple of weeks, they obviously have like multiple players out hurt. So once they get those guys back, I think then the chemistry will start to build and um, start to ascend. So we'll see how the team ends up doing. But I think they're better than people think they are because mm-hmm. their record doesn't show really, I think, how good they can be. Something to watch those uh, late third quarter, early fourth quarter lineups where Russ is off the court and they just have shooters around AD and what would be LeBron. Those are going to be some effective lineups. Mm-hmm. Those are going to either put teams away and then Russ is going to come in in the fourth and just wreak, wreak havoc and, and take it away or that's going to bring them back into games. Right. Because I think they were even down like seven or nine at one point yeah. in that stretch and uh-huh. then there was just a couple kickouts and, and wide open threes or even contested threes and I just was... It was a fun lineup to watch. Yeah, Monk shot the three good. Carmelo shot the three good. Also, Avery Bradley yeah. shot the three good. And it was also nice to see Wayne Ellington out there. Yeah, I don't was, know if that was his first action, but... He played earlier in the season. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. He but started opening night. I don't think he did. I think he I started... Thought he, I thought he started opening night next to... It was... I don't believe so. Uh, wait, didn't he, didn't he start next to Dwight, AD, LeBron... Wasn't it Wayne Ellington Russ? I don't think Wayne... I don't no, think I he did. started. I think, I think he was hurt because I think the report was him and Arizo were out for that first game but um either way uh good to see him out there i like that he was hitting some shots and he's going to be he's like a 40 percent shooter from three like I on like, his career so like that, that'll help um but i mean looking at the heat they're a good team they get a lot of imp- or like not input but they get a lot of help from like tyler hero um coming off the bench which is i mean he's been playing fantastic six minutes of the year right now yeah missed missed the wide open three to kind of tie it at the end he fumbled that ball he fumbled the catch but also like what was avery badly doing did he he just like didn't bite up at all i have no idea even after the fumble yeah they were just kind of like standing there looking at each other but i mean the heat are going to be a good team if they can stay healthy they have they have all the pieces there um they are a good team kind of just moving off of that game though i mean Oh, I was thinking about Kent Bazemore when we were talking yeah, about Yeah, yeah, okay. That's yeah. who started. Yeah, the, the Bazemore game. starts, yeah. That, that what came to my mind. Um, but, so yeah, let's let's just move off of that game. Warriors continue to win. They beat the Timberwolves last night, and Wiggins absolutely posterized Cat. I did see that. That was disgusting. Um, and the report is that Clay will be back before Christmas. So that's also really exciting for that team. Really excited for NBA fans, honestly. So, yeah, I was... Uh, I would say right now, yeah. I mean, Steph's probably MVP, maybe mm-hmm. right now. I mean, obviously we're eleven games in, but like they're ten, ten and one. I mean, yeah, they're, they're insane right now. Uh, that team, dude, Gary Payton Jr. or the second, whatever he is, he and Jordan Poole, both of them been playing out of their minds. Mm-hmm. Like you expect a little bit more from Poole, but uh, Payton being like a G League player, really crazy. Um, output from him sorry i had to uh pull up the christmas day schedule because i was thinking what, what would a christmas day with clay look like uh they're in phoenix on christmas day. oh that'd be that'd be a fun game to watch. yeah that would be a fun game to see because then you got clay on devin booker yeah or or even cp3 at, at, at times right and clay is for those who don't know a really good defender too exactly well i mean it, it'll be a nice test to see, see how that right uh, yeah first game back that'd be, that'd be that'd be a tough one that would be a rough first game back <laughs> yeah. oh my god uh um, did you see uh Kaminsky. I know we talked about that uh, no, I, before. You just told me about it. I hadn't heard about it, but apparently he put up thirty-one. You said thirty-one, and it was it was a it was a Wisconsin thirty-one. It was yeah, a, back to the days when he was just <laughs> that guy in college. It was vintage. Um, let me let me pull. He plays for the Suns, by the way. I think he hit two threes or three threes. Uh, Twelve for eighteen. Uh, thirty-one points. 
seven rebounds, three assists, hit two threes. Um, he was insane. I, I would watch those highlights. You know what's going to happen, though? Hmm. They're going to offer him the max instead of Aiden. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and uh, what else happened last night? I mean, just we can talk about this, too. It didn't happen last night, but there's some Jokic drama oh, going was, on. Some brother-on-brother awesome. brother brother drama. Uh, with the Jokic brothers and the Morris twins mm-hmm. because of uh, a dirty hit, I guess. I mean... Which it was dirty kind of both ways. Yeah, I mean, there was no reason for... for wait, is it Marcus Morris, right? That was, I think it was Marcus, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was no reason for him to do it. I mean, also, it's just dumb to hit someone and then walk away. Like of you course turn your head. You hit him that hard, yeah. and you turn your head. Like of course you're gonna get pushed. Or the, dude, the dude's yeah. Serbian. Or yeah. he, he's obviously gonna come back at you. Yeah. Those are some tough people. But yeah. I mean, that's just a, a dumb idea from from a square one. Yeah, absolutely. So there's just been some drama there, some suspensions and fines. But um, also, no, oh wait, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say uh, last night I did get I did see the uh, uh, a little bit of the third and the fourth quarter uh, Pistons Rockets number one versus I number two also did uh, Cade's looking pretty solid now he's he's getting a little more comfortable a little bit yeah uh, he definitely well I mean his first game was just bad like objectively mm-hmm. um, they played the Magic his first game right I don't remember I think it was Magic um, if I'm but right. uh, last night he had twenty uh, shot the ball pretty well he had four threes um, he looks pretty. He just, even though I know we talked about him two weeks ago and we said that we didn't really love him coming out because in the tourney it just was kind of weird. It mm-hmm. seemed like they just weren't that great or, or maybe just the team was so deficient. But he looks really cool when he's holding the ball. No, yeah. He, he, <laughs> he's he kind so of just exudes like, confidence. Like, yeah. He's just really confident with the ball. He knows he's like that guy, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But um, really cool to see uh, Jalen Green dunk that ball and then turn and speak to him. Jalen Green. Give him some words. Dude. When he jumps, I swear it looks like he's jumping off trampoline. He's like, floating. So unfair, he's that athletic. But um, you, just because you said the Orlando Magic, I got to bring this up. I saw this last night on Twitter. Uh, the best five-man lineup this season. Yeah, I had that pulled yeah, up too. According to StatMuse, uh, the Orlando Magic starting five. Uh, a that, lot of young guys. Whole lot of young guys, man. Which is funny. Uh, they have outscored opponents by eighteen point one points every hundred possessions. Uh, Pretty insane. Yeah, that that is pretty insane for such a young, young. And Mo Bamba's coming into his own. I didn't mean to which, say yeah. No, no, no. You're good. And it, like for that, that that's good too because he was what the fourth pick like three or four years ago. Yeah, I, I don't remember what pick he was, but but he was written off essentially. Completely written off. Yeah, dude. he hasn't. Well, he hadn't really done much, and then like people thought, oh, he has a song written about him. He doesn't really care about playing. Like you know, which is kind of funny to say, but um, no, yeah, it, it is very odd that the Magic have the most effective lineup. Which is. they did get blown out by the Nets last night. Yeah, they did. But uh, but that's the Nets. That is the Nets. That's the Nets. And Mo Bombum did make a very good play. Also, I just realized that we haven't even said the starting five. It's uh, Cole Anthony, uh, Franz Wagner, Wendell Carter, uh, Mo Bamba, and Jalen Suggs. So also, just kind of going off that, I would like to apologize. Both the guys that I said were going to be potential busts, being friends and also Scotty are like insane. two of the best players yeah. of the rookie insane. class. So I obviously was very wrong. Um, so I just wanted to come out and publicly say it before. <laughs> Scotty is insane. Uh, that that was a miss on, on yeah outright. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, the I, thing I, about Scotty too, he's not he's not even a sh- he can't shoot. 
Like he literally can't shoot. I think that's why I was so low on him. Yeah, because he can't he can't shoot the ball, but he like gets the rack. But he's so like that, that's the thing. He's, he's crafty. He's so like uh, he's so mature. I think is the right word. Mm-hmm. He just takes what you give him, and he's totally happy with it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's really fun to watch. Yeah, he fits in his role good. Uh, yeah, that was that was a swing and a miss. And, and Franz Wagner looks sick. Yeah, he's also doing pretty well too. So you know, it is what it is. Um, also, no Jonathan Isaac on that Magic team. They're, they're not going to be good this year, and they're going to get another top pick. But when Jonathan Isaac comes back next year with another top pick, they should be pretty fun to watch. They're on that Cavs path. Well, and also, like, Isaac was playing really well last year before he got hurt, which... Well, they went to the playoffs. Yeah, very yeah. unfortunate. Or they were they in the play-in, right? I think they went to the play-in. I don't, I don't think they went to the playoffs. Okay, yeah, yeah. But That sounds I, right. Yeah, but, I mean, dude, you're right. Like, they are on that, that kind of Cavs path where they're just going to rack up these picks and... Eventually, they'll have a nice young core to kind of build around. Maybe ship some pieces out if they're not working to some other teams. Get some more um, experienced players in there. Let's uh, let's actually talk about that really quick. I know we talked about them last time, but the Cavs. Uh, first and foremost, actually, let me take a step back. Uh, Eleven games in, approximately for most teams. Eleven or twelve games in. Sometimes some teams thirteen. Uh, here's our playoff picture in the East. Doesn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. But going from one to the tenth seed. Wizards, Bulls, Nets, Sixers, Heat, Cavs, Cavs at six, and then the play-in from seven through ten is Knicks, Bucks, Raptors, Hornets. Bro, I think the Bulls are legit. The Bulls are legit. The Bulls, they are, you know, Caruso's playing very well for them. Very underrated pickup, and I know Lakers fans are very upset that he's gone. Uh, might get some hate. DeMar DeRozan. So good Sneaky year. MVP. So good this year. Yeah. It's, it's obviously hard to get an MVP when you have four guys of, of that stature on that in that uh, starting five. But mm-hmm. uh, DeMar DeRozan is playing out of his mind. No, yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, you can clearly say now for sure that they're going to be a playoff team. You would think I, so. I can't tell you what seed because they're like you just listed a lot of good teams that may be even underperforming at the moment. I'm going to say this, though, and I'm going to write this down. They're not going to – they're going to – they're not going to be in the plan. They're going to be a six seater higher. That's, oh, that's my I, take. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it just like one to six. I I couldn't tell you. I I'd assume they'd probably be somewhere in the middle of that. Maybe like four, 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 five. Yeah, three, four, five. But uh, I mean, another weird one, bro. The Washington Wizards eight yeah, and three. I don't and, get that. And this is what's crazy is they're getting so much in, like so much output from everywhere. So they have a eleven deep rotation. 10 deep rotation? What is it? Okay, so we got Bradley Beal, Harrell, Dinwiddie, and Kuzma, all averaging uh, anywhere from 14 to 24 points a game. And then we have Caldwell Pope and Neto in the 8. Caldwell Pope, Neto, and Gafford averaging 8 points a game. And then Bertons, Aaron Holiday, Denny Abada, Isaiah Todd, and Corey Kispert pouring in 3 to 6. Like, they have a a very deep uh, rotation. They actually have a lot of decent shooters on that team, too. Like, deep shooters. Like, Kispert, I'm sure that's where he's going to make his money. Um, You obviously have KCP, who was a great three-point shooter for the Lakers. And then, I mean, of course, Beal. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure Kuz is hitting a couple from deep as well. But it's crazy to me that they mesh so quickly so early. That's wild. Very, very crazy. Uh, One thing also that I want to pull up that I forgot to mention on our last podcast but i need to find it uh this was as of november 4th so i'm sorry that i'm gonna spit an outdated fact but uh i just love i love the uh the way that like twitter takes the nba because it's like always just so off 
But uh, as of November 4th, uh, when Westbrook was playing horrible and getting just devoured on Twitter every night, uh, he had a better field goal percentage than Steph, uh, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, and Darian Fox on overall field goal percentage, and was shooting better from three than Dame, Trey Young, Bradley Beal, and Luka. So, just wanted to throw that out there, how, how people uh, tend to know nothing when they when they chirp on uh, a, lot of, a lot of players. Yeah, that is crazy to think about, especially in like the whole three-point percent aspect of it. Like mm-hmm. You listed three players who are usually very effective from deep, some of which have absolutely struggled this year which like that's just a topic for like a whole other topic like yep. I can't believe that some of those players are playing as poorly as they are at the moment I know we kind of talked about Dame last uh, I was time. just gonna say I know you're talking about Dame and, but and he had that quote about like how the officiate officiating yeah is like, like and that's I guess that's affecting both him and Harden though like Harden's kind of struggled with that a little bit and I know I think we when we got we talked about those guys we paired them together kind of in the same the same way but Harden's adjusted he's he's yeah on, he's he, come he on. had 28 the yeah, other night he's yeah, come yeah. On. But um, yeah, dude, that's those are pretty crazy stats. But like you said, at Twitter, everyone just jumps on what's relevant at the current time, mm-hmm. and then you know it's just it's like a mob mentality type thing. I actually have the updated numbers, so I'm just gonna throw them out because uh, right now Russell Westbrook is shooting. By the way, he's averaging four attempts a game from three, so like it's not as if he's you know putting up one one three a game. Uh, he's averaging within a percent of Jay Crowder. Luka Doncic and uh, Jalen Green and Marcus Smart, they're all anywhere from a tenth of a percentage higher to six-tenth of a percentage higher. Uh, people shooting worse from three than him are uh, Darius Baisley, Nikola Vucevic, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, Terry Rozier, Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal, Jordan Clarkson, Lou Dort, Darian Fox, and Jalen Suggs. Yeah, man, I think Lakers fans are going to be fine, and the Lakers are going to be fine. Yeah. I think there's no reason to overreact this early. And that's like, I think that's another thing, too. That's like a trend. People always overreact way too early and start freaking out, thinking about deadline trades already, and you're like, bro. Just Go like, listen to our first couple of podcasts. Yeah, like, just, just let it develop. Just, yeah. l- just let it happen naturally, and th- good things will come for the most part, unless there actually is a problem. But in this case, it doesn't seem... Like, I know you've always said this to me, too, when um, people were really chirping the whole Lakers trade. You're like... At the end of the day, that's three surefire Hall of Famers. Four. Well, I think it's actually six, but I'm talking about just like the big three. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like Russ, um, LeBron, and then AD. And Hello, my like, make it the big four, the way well, he's playing. That, that is true. <laughs> that is true. But at the time, he wasn't yeah, on the yeah, team. Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm giving you. Uh, but like, I mean, it's going to work. Those guys are just so unbelievably good in their mm-hmm. own right that, I mean, it's going to mesh because they're all friends too. It, so. Yeah, it, it is kind of ridiculous to think like a team with LeBron, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony, even Dwight Howard, and then just all even all the young players to, to just say like, oh, that team's not going to be successful. Yeah, I mean, come on, they're going to make it work. And I I could see them losing at some point, like playoffs or maybe yeah, yeah. like the finals, of course, but that's just like you would end up seeing like the Bucks or the Nets or the Heat, you know, so... It's a, come on. It's yeah. It's a long season, eighty-two games. So there's a lot to kind of process and work through in those games. So I'm not worried at all. Yeah, people are just mad. LeBron's a better GM than theirs. <laughs> he shipped out the whole squad, bro. For real. Only AD and uh and THT got to stay. But does that put a wrap on it? I think that. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry if it felt rushed today. We had some stuff going on, so kind of had to get it out and in. But I think we covered a lot of stuff. To be honest with you, we did. Um, um, Let's just say, I know we talked about it earlier, uh, so we got Baltimore uh, in, Baltimore. it's in Miami tonight, right? Yes. Okay. Any specific predictions or thoughts? I think 
the Ravens just kill them. That's just my personal opinion. I think Lamar just goes off. I'm watching. Uh, I'm gonna watch the the uh, Miami defense. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that they are a little more effective on the pass rush than I would expect, but I think the Baltimore I think Baltimore wins handedly, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be funny when Miami wins by ten. Yeah, yeah, that would be very very brutal for all those betting and or fans. Um, just really quick, also, there were some great MMA fights from the past weekend. I know we didn't really talk about yeah. that, but uh, Kamara Usman, and still, he's still the champion. He beat, uh, oh, what's his name? Covington. Covington, Colby Covington, and then also Rose. I don't even want to try to say her last name because yeah. I'd butcher it, but she beat. I'm try to say the other girl's name. Yeah, <laughs> she won. Uh, she's also still the champion in that rematch fight. And then there's one more that headlined that fight. It was. Uh, I have their faces in my head, but of course I can't. Justin Gaethje, right? Yeah, Gaethje. Gaethje beat uh, uh, Chandler. Yep. Yep. Wait, so. did, wait did Gaethje beat Chandler, right? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So three good fights. We weren't able to watch, unfortunately. We were at the ASU game when those were taking place, but at least we got a nice little sporting event in in person, which is always fun. But yeah, so that's pot eight, I guess. Pot eight. Pot eight. It's a wrap. Peace. Go Cards.